In daddy? In dad dad? In dads? No. In dad we trust. All right, welcome back to In Dad We Trust. This week's episode, we're going to talk about uh, fathers in today's society. Uh, we know that fathers were completely different 40 years ago, and uh, everything's changed in male society in general. So we're going to talk about how we feel things uh, should be and are and, uh, and go from there. So, Zach, why don't you start us off uh, with your situation over there as a father? Well, so I'm a dad to two little girls. Um, definitely maybe different than what I thought it was going to be. My, I lived with my mom and my stepdad and I had a sister, but my, at my dad's house, he had all boys. So I spent a lot of time kind of just watching how he was with us and how my parents were. And it's, it's definitely a lot different than what I thought it was going to be. I think as a dad, you think I'm just going to teach my kids how to change a tire and, you know, be more, oh, how do I want to put it? Ruly, I guess. That's a terrible word for it. But, <laughs> you know, I came from a military childhood and our houses were run with a lot of rules. And I think that kind of went over with me being a dad and especially to two little girls. I don't think you can actually be that way. So you, you know, don't seem like the type to to like get on to the girls all the time and then get I mean, down to rules uh, and stuff. <laughs> Delilah's got rules. And I think sometimes I hear a lot that, um, especially from Brittany, that they, that they're just kids. They're not soldiers in an army, you know? So, oh, so it is you on that side. You're the disciplinarian. I, I am. Um, Brittany's a little bit more free thing free thinking yeah i thought i thought it was gonna be the other way around (laughs) no it's it's definitely not it's it's hard because i think we just want what's best for our children and i want to help them and i know i've struggled with at what age should they be doing this or what age should they be learning that and i think i'm trying to cram 20 years of knowledge into a a six-year-old and a two-year-old and it it just doesn't really work that way but sounds like you're stressing yourself out trying to get yeah i i definitely over overthink a lot of things and Brittany's helped me out a lot in that aspect as well. But I, I think growing up, not growing up, but I thought, I thought being a dad was going to be different in the aspect. I think maybe I thought I was going to get a little boy first and you're teaching them sports and all this other stuff. And then I have these two beautiful daughters that are just the complete opposite of what I thought it would have been. There's a lot more, emotional teachings that go into little girls and a a lot of stuff that I've really had to, had to sit back and learn. But I mean, you're a dad to a little boy. Tell me what you thought it was going to be like. Yes. Like um, I honestly was the other way. I thought I was having a girl first. I've always said I was going to have a little princess first and uh, have a little, you know, girl running around the house and, you know, protecting her and, and watching her at all costs. So now that I have a, a boy pop out and I'm like, well, God, this thing does everything himself. He's, you know, he, he likes to, you know, be his own man and, and run around the house. He knows exactly what he wants to do at all times. He literally right now will turn on the TV and, and he'll say Nemo or he'll be like train. Right. He knows exactly what TV show he's watching. Or if he doesn't know, I'll be like, which one you want to watch? And he'll literally go up to the TV and like point at the exact show he <laughs> wants to watch. I'll be like, you want to watch Thomas? No. 
no, not that one. I I just turn one on. No, 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 no. So uh, so he he's his own man. He knows what he's doing, and uh, and it's it's actually he's been the easiest kid. And uh, growing up uh, on my side of the thing, uh, my dad uh, was always at work. So I was around my mom a lot more and when, and dad would, uh, you know, do our coaching, our teams and stuff like that. So I am very much looking forward to, you know, being the coach of the soccer team and the, the baseball team and the football team and all that stuff. I just thought that was going to come second after I had the little girl. Um, but so it's, it's been, it's been exciting having, uh, having a little boy running around the house, uh, you know, getting into the mud and, and the toys and the cars. So I, I've been buying like hot wheels left and right lately. Uh, <laughs> I don't know yeah, what, what, I mean, y'all, what y'all buy over there. You buy a, yeah, a lot of a lot of dolls, a lot of a lot of princess stuff. So I can say I really enjoyed that aspect of having a boy because I can literally go to Walmart. It's like I'm shopping for my five year old self again, and I'm like, anything I come home that I'd like, he gonna like, and is exactly how it goes. Did you so? And you brought up talking about how mixing knows what shows he likes and our our girls are the same way they're very independent um especially when it comes to to the tv and stuff like that so did you i remember as a kid you know it it was kind of frowned upon to spend all day in front of a screen you know you need to get outside and do stuff Mm -hmm. and i've actually thought a lot about that especially with our our six-year-old she's obviously old enough to really fully understand that and you know, she could watch Netflix all day and I know I'm probably not the best example because I could do the same thing. But do you think about that as mixing gets older? Like, are you going to limit screen time? Like, I, I know for our generation, I think as we get older, everything is definitely more screen based that we do and, and stuff like that. But I, I think I worry sometimes that we might slow down their creativity or imagination by not letting them do other things. So I'm, I'm just curious on your thoughts. Like as Mixon gets older, is he going to have his own iPad? Is he going <laughs> to? No, absolutely not. So probably he'll probably be 13 before he gets all this stuff. And that's, it's mostly Shauna and she's definitely the disciplinarian. Uh, like you said, you were, it's the opposite over here. Cause I'm the happy go lucky. I want to have fun, buy you all the toys. And I hope Shauna doesn't kill me when I come home with more toys. But <laughs> lately, yeah. she's been coming home with a lot of toys, so she can't say no. Uh, but she is the, definitely the one that, you know, she started the um, timeouts, and, and he, he does good in timeouts now. Um, and, and I've had to kind of adapt because I don't like to be that. But I've had to, whenever he's really done something bad, I've had to, okay, I've warned you, I've warned you, and now you got to go to timeout. Um, so, you know, it's been definitely been a change for me trying, you know, I've always been the, the happy uncle, you know, I've had so many nephews and nieces and, and I've always been the one that comes in, has fun, like the grandparents and stuff like that. Uh, so I've really had to kind of nail myself down and be the, uh, the other, the other disciplinarian he says, you can't, you can't have, you know, just one disciplinarian or things will go bad. Cause they'll just go running to mommy or running to daddy every time. Yeah. So, yeah. We, Hold on. Speaking of disciplinary, you better yeah. sit your butt on that chair. <laughs> sit down. These kids. Military's calling. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was, um, I think that was hard too. I think I, I have a lot of nieces and, and nephews as well. And I, I think there was a, you want to be your kid's best friend, you know, and you want them to, to love you in that aspect. And, you want them to always see the good. And I think that was, that was a hard realization that, 
you know, at the end of the day, we're still their parents and we're still trying to, to help them grow and learn and achieve all these things. And <clears throat> I think it's hard when you do have to do some sort of disciplinary because you don't want them to hate you. And I know that we have different situations, whereas I have a stepdaughter and I was a product of, of uh, divorced parents. So I know what it's like to be a stepchild and I want to prevent Delilah from experiencing those things that I experienced for sure. <clears throat> but I think I definitely have that fear in the back of my head that one day she's just going to get like so mad at me and be like, you're not my dad, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's, it's, happen it's, and it's heartbreaking. It. Yeah. yeah. You're going to have to push through that part. That's going to be one of the hardest things because you know, it's coming. The yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going it's gonna 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 to eventually happen. And, you know, I have to mentally be prepared for it. I mean, even now, obviously Delilah calls me Zach and Nora hears that a lot. And sometimes she'll just call me Zach instead of dad. And, you know, it can be a little, I think you kind of go your whole life waiting to be called dad by your children. And then, you know, I think sometimes I can take it a little too personally when both of them are just calling me Zach, but Oh, you know, God, I haven't had that. It's just dad over here. Yeah. He's screaming at the top of his lungs down the hallways. And I, and I get it. I get why Nora does it. Cause she hears it a lot from Delilah and it's just like second nature to her. But so I do want to know, um, and this is going a little deep, but uh, how is the other situation with the other father? Uh, so Delilah, yeah. Delilah sees her dad every other weekend. Um, and he lives just on the other side of, uh, he probably lives like 15 miles from us. So it's not bad. And we've got a good relationship. Actually, the other day, the other day he sent me a text message and was like, Hey, I really appreciate you being in Delilah's life and all this stuff. And it was, it was definitely out of the blue. We don't have like, we're not best friends by any means or, but we keep it cordial. And I think that's important. I think my parents were kind of like that, you know, they didn't go out of each other's way to make the other one happy, but they weren't, um, at least hateful to each other in front of me. In front of yeah, yeah. Who knows what it was like behind doors, but uh, yeah, I'm sure there was, some I, I think that's pretty crucial in, in the development for Delilah, for all of us to be on one page, the same page. So it's, it's hard. It's, it's hard, you know, knowing that she leaves us every other weekend to go be with her family, but it feels like another family, you know, and I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's a, it's a whole interesting process for sure. Yeah. And especially because I spend up until a couple of weeks ago, I probably spent the most time with Delilah out of anybody just because of the way my work worked out and I mean, we spend a ton of time together. So, yeah. and she she'll call me dad every once in a while. But it's not something that I'm like, you need to call me dad when you're here. I think that's a little ridiculous. So, yeah, well, on her own time, it, you know, she's yeah. doing the love. And that means you're doing something right if you're getting called daddy. Yeah, you get your, yeah. you get your rewards too. <laughs> exactly. It's so funny, like the things that Delilah will ask me versus her mom. Like sometimes she'll ask me if she can like do all these things, I think, cause she knows most of the time she has to go through me, <laughs> even though her mom will say yes to everything. <laughs> she'll still come up to me and be like, can I do this? So it's, it's such a uh, balance with it, but we have in our two different areas is you're, you've had, you know, 
the broken home and, and that aspect and on, on both sides and both fronts. And then over here, I've had two parents that have been married their whole lives. And, you know, I've been, you know, with Shauna this whole time. Um, and, you know, we're in that, you know, together home, but it's also, you know, it can be just as difficult, uh, maybe in a different ways, but, you know, parent, just being a couple and trying to stay together forever. Uh, like my parents, I saw a lot of, uh, damage the thing was as a, as a child, cause my parents would be fighting and it's almost like, why don't y'all get a divorce is, you know, there's yeah. my sisters have said that before, you know, how, how are y'all, why y'all don't even like each other and things like that. Uh, cause they've had, you know, they had their rough patches and, and honestly there was times they, we really thought they weren't going to get a divorce, um, well, but I, they yeah. fought through it. Yeah. I've been around you and your, and your parents and there's been mm-hmm. times where I'm like, Oh, I can see why these people have been together for their entire lives. And then there's other times I'm like, how are they still together? Yeah, but I think that it, it's, it's such an anomaly and it's so crazy when people do stay together for that long. And mm-hmm. I think kids that are blessed to have their parents stay together their entire lives, I think that's an incredible thing. And I, yeah. it's, it's weird. I, I feel like you learn things, you learn things if your parents are divorced. And I think you learn things if your parents have stayed together their entire lives. It's, it's two different spectrums whereas you may be a lot a lot of times you may grow up stronger uh having to go through the situations like y'all had to go through because you saw some of the more harder aspects of life and you had to adapt and then you saw that maybe i don't want to go down that road one day or uh maybe i know how to fix that for my kids in the future yeah i mean i yeah that's the main thing is i don't want delilah experience the things that i went through and i I think having divorced parents kind of made me it's harder for me to trust people maybe quicker than maybe mm-hmm. parent, kids that have a side you effect. Know, yeah. It's a side effect because you've seen that not everything just works out because you want it to work out, which is funny because when me and Brittany have problems, I'm like, Oh, this is going to work out. Don't worry. <laughs> but I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's different. I grew up and like, I felt like my mom had their own family and my dad had their own family. And I was just kind of like in between like each would take a family vacation and I wouldn't really go on them. I could imagine, man, that that would be hard. I mean, I I did as a kid when I think as I got older and stuff, it kind of felt more like, yeah, kind of felt more like that. that What what the heck? But it's, it can be hard sometimes. And I, I definitely, me and Brittany have talked and we don't want that for Delilah. Delilah goes on. I know I'm using the vacation things quite a bit, but she goes on all our vacations with us. Delilah spent numerous times with my family by herself. Um, Y'all don't even schedule uh, any like time away when, when she's with her. No, um, we, we try to, well, we try to make, if it's a family vacation, absolutely. Now, if it's some sort of vacation for just me and Brittany, like where we don't take the baby either, then, then yeah. yes, we'll, we'll try to, to schedule them around when she's at her dad. So it's easier for people to watch our kids, but no, that was our, our biggest thing. And when me and Brittany would talk was just that I don't want Delilah to feel like she's not a part of this family, especially because yeah. she's here. 90% of the time anyway. So yep. you don't ever want her to feel different than her sister. Right. And it's, that's another struggle too, that a lot of people don't realize. And I don't think you'll ever have to experience this, but when you come into a relationship and somebody's already got a child and then you two are having a child together, I mean, those were serious conversations in the beginning. I didn't want to, 
I didn't want Delilah to think that I treat her any differently than her sister. Um, because once I'm again, sure I, Brittany I definitely didn't want you doing that. Yeah. And Brittany didn't want to either. And I knew what that was like growing up. And I think it can be hard sometimes for it to not come across that way. Um, maybe in intentionally, but you know, Delilah's six, Nora's two, they both require different things at these stages in their life. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't want Delilah to ever think that she's not a hundred percent in this family. I mean, it's, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. So our parents and, and we watching them, they all grew up in a very macho society uh, where their dad had to handle everything. I know my, my mom was a kindergarten teacher for a few years and then she was at home cooking and, and cleaning and taking care of us uh, 90% of the time after she left the kindergarten. And my dad was, uh, you know, working and we traveled all over the place uh, for his work as he grew up, grew in the company. Um, so I saw those, you know, macho things. Uh, what about, what about you? Like, how did your parents, you know, grow up and what did you see from that side of the spectrum? Like I'm saying, I mean, it, you know, it, it definitely my was, mom do all the work. Yeah, it was definitely the same thing. I think, I want to say for a long time in both my families, the men were the breadwinners. Um, and my stepmom kind of stayed home and took care of all three of us. And then my mom had a job. She was in the military, uh, just like my stepdad. I think he just was, I guess when I really start to got older, he retired and then had a bunch of jobs after that. So he always had quite a bit of income. So he was always kind of the breadwinner, but you know, my mom did all the cooking, Every Sunday we cleaned the house as a family hardcore. Reba McIntyre was playing through our stereo system. But I mean, my mom did a lot of the the house stuff and my stepdad did a lot of like the fixing and the very manly type things. And I always wondered if that's what it was going to be like as I got older and found my person to start a family with and, you know, what their views were going to be. And, and in, in our household, I mean, in the last two years alone, I mean, me and Brittany can go back and forth on who the actual breadwinner is, if that's even a thing. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not. And I think the macho aspect kind of took a, a step aside for me is because I had two little girls and I just couldn't like, I don't know. I didn't want, I don't want to teach our girls that they need to wait for some man to take care of them or some exactly. other, some other person. And I don't, I just like, I don't, I don't think like that anymore. I want to, teach my girls to be these strong independent women that when they find someone they want to be with them not because they need someone kind of deal. the whole point in equality in america today is everybody wants to be on the same plane they all want to get be able to get paid the same for the same job and things like that uh so you know women want to be equal so they want to be equal in the household they want to they want their husband to do some cooking and some cleaning occasionally uh, uh you know, keeping... eating my cooking i think she's fine with just keeping uh, you make but... some good wings though don't you but yes but <laughs> i mean we we don't we were watching something one time and this couple was talking about how they like broke up the chores into a list for each other and i was just like that's gotta make it worse like if you thought the other person was gonna do this and then yeah they don't then they get on to them yeah so in our house i mean it kind of somehow fell even 50 50 where like britney does a lot of the cooking so i'll clean the kitchen do the dishes because yeah, she doesn't Brittany have she, she works just as much as you. Yeah, so Brittany starts the laundry. I'll finish it. Do all that. Yeah, I'll hang it up. So we try to 
we try to separate it. The only thing that's probably not 50 50 is Brittany handles a lot of the money and the um, bill paying just cause she's like way better than that than yeah. I am. Cause I'll forget. Um, but you know, we have discussions about money together. We make all our decisions together. And I know growing up, there was some households that I watched that it was the man's job to make all these decisions and blah, blah, blah. And I just like, I didn't, I didn't want to do that. I wasn't looking for a submissive person. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I need an equal. I need somebody that's going to push me and help me achieve the things that I want to do while I'm trying to do the same for that person. And and me and Brittany really have a very well balanced uh, relationship. You know, we, we expect a lot out of each other, but we also, you know, do a lot for each other. So it's, uh, it's interesting. It's definitely different than I thought it was going to be growing up, you know, cause you, like you said, you just watch your parents and you think, Oh, this you, is how you just thought you be. were going to wear the pants the whole time. Yeah. You Take care of how it was going to be. And yeah. And it was, um, like I said, I think having so many women in the house anyways, I think I just like automatically get outruled to begin with. So the estrogen, the estrogen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When they, you. When they say they want ice cream in this house, there is no telling anybody no. We're going <laughs> yeah, to get ice cream. So it's it's awesome. And I, I think everybody should strive to find their their equal for sure. That's why they call them the other half. Over here, um, you know, Shauna actually works an eight to five job. She's at work all the time. And then she comes home and works because she does photography and stuff on the side. So she is, you know, probably the hardest working member of this family. Uh, but I do bring in a lot more income just because uh, my stuff that I do is from home. And, and when I go out, it just brings in more money just because it's uh, supply and demand. And there's a very large demand for what I do because there's nobody else around here that does what I do. Uh, and that's making videos and, you know, doing photos. And I've really just pushed myself into, you know, the market and made, made it where, you know, I can up my prices and stuff like that and make the amount of money I want to make. Um, but she, like I said, she still has to be the one at work and I'm the one at the house. So whenever I can, I try to be, make sure I can uh, have dinner for them, whether it's going to get dinner or uh, cooking dinner. Um, we've had, uh, her mother-in-law living with us for the past few months, uh, because of a divorce. So she had a rough time with her ex. Um, and you know, she came in and lived with us and it's been really helpful because she's been able to take a huge load, if not all of the cleaning, which is what I was doing a lot. Uh, and then Sean would come home and have to do some of it as well. Uh, so now both of us have a, a big load taken off of us as she, you know, helps us with that, but I, I'm able to still work on the food. Um, so I feel like I'm, I'm still providing something for the family, uh, besides the money that, you know, we pay, I do a lot of the finances, I'd prefer not to do the finances because I hate <laughs> handling things like that. But uh, I do take care of, you know, the bills and stuff like that. Shauna has a few that she takes care of. But obviously, since I make more, the majority has to go to me and uh, I have to make sure that's done, which with this year has been the most trying because for the past couple of years, it's been a breeze. We've had no problems with finances. I've always had extra money. And this year with, you know, COVID happening and, you know, me missing like two weeks of work because we couldn't do events, you know, it got a little tight around here. And I, that's one thing that stressed me out the most this year. Is, yeah. Um, I think you make a good, I think you make a good point. There's probably a lot of men out there that are used to supporting their families. And now with COVID, you know, these jobs have taken a hit or your income's taken a hit. I know we got some shocking news last week that they were reducing my pay again. And I think it really affected me in the sense that like, 
as a, as a man, <coughs> as a dad, you still have those thoughts about, I need to take care of this family. I need to do what I can. And then when I got the news that my pay was getting reduced again because of COVID, like there was, there's no way to survive on it. And I think that was really hard. And, and, you know, Brittany was really supportive. And I think that initial shock just kind of, you know, really shook me because I, you know, I do want to take care of my wife and my, and my daughters and I want to make sure they have everything. Yeah. Yeah, Nice to get that back. Yeah. And I just, I don't want, you know, you don't want your family to hurt for anything. And obviously we're in trying times and I don't know, it was a real, and I, I think too, the hard part was what I do, I've made a career out of. And I think it was the first time I've had to second guess it in a long time and be like, I'm going to have to find a new career. I'm going to have to start over. I'm 32. Like, I don't know. It was start over, but like transition well, to something in the I, same abs- vein. With absolutely. Because your experience is really going to help. Right. And we want to teach our girls. So Brittany, Brittany had a really good job and it just wasn't mentally working out for her. And the place was awful. And we could do a whole podcast on that place. But, you know, we had a long discussion that she was going to, give up working there and go back to school full time and pursue some of her dreams. And that's what we want to teach our, our girls that no matter how old you are, no matter where you're at in life, if you need to start over, just start over. You know, a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of husbands and dads will chase money to help their family and support them, but, but they'll get themselves in a bad way because they emotionally hate their jobs and things like that come home and they'll do more damage coming home with more money than they would the other way around. Absolutely. I don't want to come home and see my parents miserable, but no, I got everything that I need. I mean, and that's the conversations that me and Brittany had. It's like, you're coming home, you hate work. You just bash it the whole time. Our conversations are, are about how much you hate all this stuff. And like our, our girls are going to watch that. Our girls are going to know that if they're getting paid, really the good, they're going to, they should suck it up. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. like my dad likes to say, embrace the suck. And it's just like, you can't do that money. I've always thought the money will eventually follow if you, if you go after what you want to do. And, and for the most part in my life, it's always been that way, but yeah, you, you, got, you got one life. I mean, yeah, hate, you got one life. What you're doing. Don't you're, hate 50% of that life because 50% of your life is work. Yeah. And then don't, I mean, what's the point in chasing? I just, I get chasing money, I guess, to a certain degree. But like you just said, be, if, if you you're going everybody home, to be happy and healthy. Yeah. If you're going home and you're miserable and your kids are watching that, I mean, that's what they're going to grow up thinking they need to do. And, you know, damn well, if Mixon called you and was like, hey, I'm making really good money, but my work is treating me this way and it's affecting my family. You'd be like, you need to quit that job. You need to quit. So I hope I do that. So that's the one thing when you're growing up, like when you're parenting right now, I really don't know how it's going to be in 20 years. Like, cause parent, cause adults in general get more cynical, the older they get. I, I feel they, you know, it, when I'm looking on Facebook at all these people over 40 and 50 is like, they, they don't, they, they, they like to project the negativity way more than they do the positivity. Uh, and I'm hoping that's not me. I don't want to be that grumpy old man. That's, you know, that's you need to keep that job because it's the right thing to do for your family. You know? Yeah. I don't keep the job until you find something else, but be looking for something else. Well, and that's the same thing with Delilah. She's in gymnastics right now. Last year she was in hip hop and ballet and 
that's another thing that maybe my parents did this for me and I just don't remember. Maybe I just didn't want to do anything. I know I did soccer the whole time growing up and, and I did love soccer, but it's the same thing with chasing their dreams with what they are now. Delilah's young enough. She can try a whole bunch of stuff right now and figure out what she, what she likes. I'm not going to, we had a long talk because she did ballet and hip hop for a full year. And it was like, do we put her in it for another year? She doesn't mind staying in it or do we find something else? And it was like, let's let her try gymnastics. Maybe she likes that. I mean, I want to help our kids find their passion any way possible. So if we've got to pay for 18 different things, these first couple of years to find out what she likes and you know, that's what we'll do. That's what, you know, I'm doing as an adult. I'm finding all these things that I might want to do on that front though. I do want to say, I want my son, uh, and I've said this about all my nephews and nieces, whenever I've seen, you know, somebody do something like this is they'll start uh, like soccer and then like th- two games in, they're like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, no, no. When you start no. something, you're going to finish it. And if you don't like it by the end of the season, you don't have to go back. That you're is start a it. very strong belief. In and this you're going to finish it. Um, I was never allowed to quit anything. I guess Brittany was allowed to quit stuff as a kid and she absolutely hated it. So that is always ba- been probably bouncing world. around from all these things because she thought she didn't like it. But she <laughs> yeah. didn't know she liked it or not because she only did it for two or three times. That's, That's what, what I see with my nephews and nieces. That was that was me and Brittany's big thing is if we're putting Delilah in these things, she's going to do it the full year or for for dance and ballet. She did it until her recital, which happened to be a year in gymnastics. I don't know if there's some routine or something they do at the end of the year, but she's she's got to stay committed for the full year to really yep. find out because they're kids. They're going to come home. Yeah. And be like, I hate it. They're going to come home and be like, I love it. And it's going to be week to week. So, yep. That's always been our deal. And I think when we were having discussions about putting Delilah in gymnastics, Brittany was like, well, are we telling her that it's okay to quit ballet and hip hop? And it's like, no, she did it for a full year. She did the recital. Like, Did she like it though? Yeah, she liked it, but she wanted to try gymnastics. But she's also, Oh, she wanted to try it. Yeah, but she's also okay. five at the time. So she doesn't know what she yeah. really wants to. I, and that's what I, you know, I'm torn in that aspect is like, I, when they find something they like, I'm tempted to just leave them, let them keep doing it because then they could be really good at it instead of being, you know, okay at 10 different then, things. Yeah. And that's, that's definitely the hard part. I mean, but you got to figure out what they, what they're good at quick and what yeah. they like. Well, yeah. And I, like you said, that's the hard part. I mean, are they going to be decent at 10 different things or really good at one thing? And I think that's something that you just have to kind of, I think every situation's different. I think yeah. when you know and they know, It'll it'll happen. She seems to be really in gymnastics right now, but she's six years old, and who knows what'll happen in a year? Mm-hmm. You know, so Maybe, I mean, I'd say by ten, they should know exactly what they like, and they should be able to stick to you know a certain amount of sport. Yeah, Drop it down to two or three at least. I agree with that, and hopefully, she'll have tried a bunch of things by then, and and we can. We're not over. Like I said, it's one thing. Every year. So we're not like, okay, well, you can do gymnastics and dance and ballet. At some point, there's got to be a limit. Like, we're not there's just home all the time. So, no. And then, like, the, this, this is a controversial subject, but like travel ball for, like, you know, because she, she might play T ball. My kids might be, you know, stuff like that. Uh, but when I really do not like the whole idea of travel ball because this takes so much time away from everything else and they literally just travel all over the place and that's all they do with their summer is just travel 
and play, I mean, and, play but, and play and practice and practice and practice. But then again, those are those kids that go on to they go on to do stuff, but they go yeah. on to do stuff. So he's I mean, yeah, figure, those he's are, gonna have to love it and figure out how to be great at it, you know, at home. And my sister, traveling. my my sister was that time person that. when I was a kid. She did traveling softball and she was really <laughs> good, but it never materialized into anything. And I I think that's okay because I think you well, learn other it. Yeah. And I think you learn other things too, not just to play sports. I mean, you learn teamwork and all this other stuff. So yeah. that's the point of sports is to, to learn how to work as a team and, and you know, things like right. that and get disciplined. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's, man, every situation is going to be different. And I think throughout the years when we're doing this podcast, we can come back to all these kind of subjects and be like, Hey, remember when you said you weren't going to let your kids do t- <laughs> 10 things? <laughs> and now he's doing all of them. Now he's doing all of them. Who knows? I'd they could be great I'd at every t- single one. I guarantee one. you he's not doing all of them. <laughs> I ain't got time. I ain't got time. I'm the one that's got to be home and traveling and taking them everywhere because Sean was the one that works eight to five. So he's going to be selective. He's going to get to try a bunch. He's going to be selective eventually. Yeah. I mean, that's the way it should be. Like I said, you just stick to one a year. So, yeah. So tell us, uh, since we're running out of time, tell us uh, your final topics, your final generalizations on being a man in today's society. I think for the modern dad, it needs to be more hugs to your kids. Mm-hmm. I grew up and my dad and stepdad were not the most emotionally available guys. And I think that can be said for a lot of that generation. Um, but it's not, it, it can't be like that anymore. You know, no, and, for me, and like it's, I said, it's having two girls changes that, you know, they need hugs. They need yeah. all this emotional support. And I, and I definitely struggle with it at times and, Brittany's not How do you struggle with hugs? I don't because I didn't get a lot of hugs, and it doesn't do anything for me. So that's been yeah. That's you don't been just like, love the wrap them up. That's been a lot of topic for me and Brittany and our discussions and counseling and stuff like that. Is you know Brittany needs a lot of hugs, and I don't. So it's it's been hard to. It's it's see, funny because you want it. Yeah, it's funny because you don't. Yeah, it's funny because you don't it's like a hug how hard is it to give a hug but it's not like something that just like goes through my mental thought process like see i expect oh this uh, is a huggable moment we should do every it right time now. i come up like literally shauna comes home from work and i just wrap her up and i just hold on to her because and i just like to hold on to her for a minute and then mixon comes down the hall he hears his daddy and he comes running and i get on my knees and he just like tackles me and it's like the best film in the world so, so that's really i never understood i, mean, I never knew that it's something that i'm for sure we'll struggle with that yeah. 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 Hugging's not, I mean, come meet or are you enjoying it more lately? Like you say you're working on it. Is, is that, yeah, like, I mean, I, I more enjoyable. Yeah. I mean, it's not that I don't enjoy the hug. It's more like it's not my first initial thought. What's your favorite thing uh, to do when you first get home with your kids? Are you like, uh, well, because just... of COVID, I'm always home with my kids. Okay. <laughs> um, well, when they, when they wake up in the morning, like, you're, you know, already up, moving around. They finally wake up. What, what do you do? I jump on mine and tickle them and give them kisses and drive them crazy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying that that's not a great thing. I think for us, it's just different because we have one that's in school, so 6:30 rolls around in the morning, and I'm oh trying, yeah, I'm trying to get her up out of bed to get her ready for school. Today we were. It's like more 30. of a struggle every morning. Yeah, today, today like. it was like we were 30 minutes late. So I mean, it's it's. I would like to revisit. Yeah, I would like to revisit this when Mixon's in kindergarten. Yeah, and you're having to get up at the crack of dawn, and 
we've been See, having I, some trouble because Delilah thing. doesn't want to get up and she fights it. So it's yeah, I'm <laughs> a morning are not the best. Yeah, I so am morning is, are going to be awesome for me. Shauna, like she will literally put a knife to my throat if I try to wake her up uh, too early because <laughs> she hates mornings. But me, I'm up. I'm in the shower. I'm ready to go. I'm like, you know, Mr. Happy Go Lucky, wake everybody up. Uh, that sounds you know, exhausting and it, oh, I love it. It's so fun. But for me, so <laughs> I'm not a morning person, but too. you know, when I pick Delilah up from school, you know, I get excited when I see her because I ask her about all the stuff that happened with her at see, school. That's what I want to hear. Yeah, that's the stuff that I get into, and it's um, yeah, we're just two different aspects about the life. day, yeah, and things like that. Well, because I I think I care. I put a lot of emphasis on helping our kids grow, and I think you know when she goes to school and comes home, I know she's been like learning and growing there. And I'm just like, I get so excited to hear all this information that she's retained. I mean, obviously she's beginning to learn how to read really well. And it was just like one day she came home and she could read a couple pages from a book and it, you just like get so excited over stuff like that. Yeah. I can imagine. I mean, it's definitely really cool. something interesting to look forward to. Just definitely stuff that you didn't think would be that cool. Like, okay, you can read. That's great. But it's like, no, you can read. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. yeah but either way, him finally being able to talk lately. Has yeah. Really helped me. Oh yeah. And I mean, definitely the same thing for Nora. She, talks back but it's still cool that she can <laughs> she can still uh like it's still a high for me when i hear like when i walk in the door and mix and i hear him down the hallway screaming dad 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 i mean yeah i, I definitely get excited for that I mean, nora was kind of a daddy's girl and when i would come home she would run all the way around the corner trying to hug me and and i, I get what you're saying a high from it i also um, try i have to try my best not to uh like because I want him to be a daddy's boy. I want him to love his daddy the most, but I have to make sure I don't do that on purpose. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, I would I don't, really I don't piss him off at times purpose. like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, but me, I do do it on purpose. I gotta, and I have to tone myself. I'm like, okay, you don't have to make him into a daddy's boy. Just let yeah. it happen. <laughs> and I, I think purpose. for us, too, I just Naturally. I happen to be home more than Brittany did for a long time. So <laughs> I think that's why Nora just kind of gravitated to me more. But is Nora going to talk to us today? Hey, Nora. Say hi. 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 You have to say yeah, it louder than that. Nobody can hear you. Oh, hi. I heard that. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Say bye. Bye. Nice. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, she said it. Bye. Said it. She end. said bye, guys. She blew She wrapped it up too, for us. Nobody could see that. Yeah, we're not video yet. We'll get there. <laughs> All right, man. Have a good rest of the week or whatever it is for you yes sir uh dad's out